Hi, this is Dawn Sharina. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. And I'd like to tell you all, I'm off the COVID quarantine. Ah, oh, yay. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about quarantine and semi-isolation and what it did to me. Um, so quarantine in itself, you know, just the word alone is like, it's kind of like very threatening, right? Like quarantine, like what does that mean? Like it sounds like you're going into the brig, right? Or you're... Um, like you're going into, um, you know, like something really, really bad. And, um, I'm not going to lie. It is kind of really, really bad, I guess. So I guess I kind of, um, correlate it to cruise ships where they're always like, Oh, we had to quarantine half the ship. So I think I talked about this on the last show a little bit where I tried to make this time somewhat more fun and somewhat more dealable for me and the other three people that I was quarantined with. And, um, so I called it the COVID cruise, and because the, the room that we were in was called Celebration Place, it was the Celebration Place cruise. Now, of course, because these people are so snotty, well, two of them anyway, um, they didn't quite get what I was trying to do. They didn't get the humor in the actual seriousness of having the COVID. Um, but uh, well, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Anyway, so... Um, so the ice, and it's kind of funny because it wasn't exactly isolated because there was three other people in the room, one of who was super, super cool and OG and has become like a sister, um, you know, a sister in quarantine to me. Um, it, but now it's kind of funny because during the time of the quarantine, I asked, I actually asked to be changed from one dorm to the other dorm for extenuating reasons, which I have also spoken about. Um, considering clutter, mess, and now at this point, actual resentment towards two of the other people who I was stuck in quarantine with that I would have been roommates with. Um, so there's that, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. Anyway, so I wound up with one of them as my new roommate, and um, I came out of quarantine to actually be in a new room. So um, I really switched it up, and I'm digging my new bunk situation. I'm on the lower bunk. I've made it into a tent kind of thing. It's much more private, um, and it's I'm against the wall, so it's not like before where I'm just kind of like in the middle of the room, kind of like, hey, I'm not flying because I have no wings, but I can fall out of my bed at any moment, and this kind of really sucks. So now I actually have um, a bottom bunk in a corner of the side of the room, so I have a wall to back up against, and um, it's just a much, much better situation for me, even though I've only been in it for, when did I get out of quarantine? We got out of quarantine on Saturday, so... Um, today's Monday, right? So I've been out of quarantine for um, two days. And uh, yesterday I went to church, um, you know, and it was kind of funny because the pastor actually talked about COVID and how it's like the modern day leprosy. And at the very beginning of the COVID, I did call it like having leprosy because nobody wanted to, you know, be around us and treated us differently. And the people who know about it are still kind of treating us differently. And even the people I was quarantined with now are acting so smug and superior as if they weren't in there farting and coughing and throwing up. Um, not that I did any of that um, beside the farting, but, um, you know, it came with the COVID. I guess it came with the overeating and it just came with the just sedentary life that comes with just being in quarantine where, like, you literally just lay there well I went outside you know and I did some I walked in in the room as much as I could and I did go outside and I played and I you know I kicked soccer balls and stuff like that but not every day so um you know that's another part of the COVID thing is like I I don't know how much I probably put on easy five pounds maybe more but you know at least five pounds and I'm um I'm on my mountain right now and I'm gonna finish the walk 
you know, what, however long it is, um, my normal walk that would take me like no time at all. And today, trying just trying to get up the hill, I'm like dying. So I stopped, not in a normal place either. I stopped um, way shorter than I normally would and ate lunch, you know, because I got to keep on eating. And um, decided to do the podcast now before I get totally winded and like legitimately don't want to do it because I really want to tell you guys, um, you know, how it kind of went. So as far as the mental health aspect goes, I talked a little bit about this. Um, I don't remember last week when I did a show and um, it, it actually, my mental health actually deteriorated a little further as time went on due to the um, quarantine mate um, stuff that went on where I should have known it would happen you know, and I kind of suspected it would, but I didn't think it would be as severe as it did where, um, you know, me and me and my new sister kind of packed up and then the other two packed up and, um, you know, it was kind of like rivalries. Like, you know, it was like, it was like junior high. I'm just, I'm going to be very honest. It was very much like junior high where it's like, Oh, this one says you're smelly and this one says this and this one says that. And, you know, I didn't change at all during the COVID. Like I didn't present a different face. I was still very much dawned, very much upfront and very much not playing games and being a two faced bitch, you know, which, um, apparently for some people is part of having the COVID is that they totally change their personalities and they become something that they're not. And as soon as they're done with it, they become exactly who they were before which is very not nice unkind and um a word I'm not going to say but it begins with a c and ends with a t um cat that's right they became very much like cats so um it, you know and I, it's not like I didn't expect it but I didn't expect it to be that severe because you know we kind of went through a thing together and then for them to totally like just disengage themselves from the fact that we were stuck in a room for four days together and kind of an intimate situation where we were ill, you know, and things happen when you're ill. And, um, you know, now they're talking about it openly, just about me, not as if they had any kind of bodily issues while they were in there. I don't give a shit, you know, I'll fart right in front of you. I don't care. But, you know, it's just like the fact of the anonymity. And then this is the other part of it. So today being Monday and the first day, you know, first true day out and about, I had to get to an AA meeting, and not that I, because I'm thinking about drinking or anything like that, because that is kind of long gone, but because I needed to go to a meeting, because for all the other reasons besides the drinking part, that I needed to talk about the resentments, and I needed to take an inventory, and I needed to talk a lot about how much being um, isolated affected me and brought up old habits which are all bad that go along with being an addict and an alcoholic and uh, so guess who shows up at the meeting that's right all three of them to pack up against me at a meeting thinking probably that you know because they're there I'm not going to talk honestly but they don't really even after a week or 10 days of being in quarantine they don't know me for shit because I still talked about it and I talked about COVID and I talked about the um, animosity I have towards other people I was on the cruise ship with. And I talk about how attitudes and personalities and everything flipped. And I didn't give a shit that they were in the room because that's me, you know? I'm honest, and you all know that. Like, I'm honest to a fault. I throw myself under the bus before anybody else has a chance to because I'd rather be caught by the front wheels than the back wheels, you know what I mean? Um, I have a lot better chance of rolling away from the front wheels than I do the back wheels. So if I'm going to get thrown under a bus, man, I want to do it myself. 
So there's that, you know, and then it's just, and then, and then it's like, oh, you're a traitor because you changed rooms. And it's like, yeah, maybe I'm a traitor, but at least I have peace and quiet and I don't have to deal with the smell of ass feet all the time now. So, you know, there's that. So how did it affect my mental health? Well, you know, the fact of knowing that you're kind of packed up, people are packed up against you in a room. And even though I had a friend, you know, she was, she has a life outside of hope. Oh, I just almost said where I'm at. Outside of the place that we're at. And, um, you know, it's, um, it was different for her because she grew up in this town. She grew up in Flagstaff. And, you know, so she has a lot of people that she knows that she could call. And, you know, although I was online and Instagram and stuff like that, it wasn't like I had that one-on-one contact with anybody except the people in the room. And, um, man, the way they turned, this one person and um... It it wound up, okay, so it wound up that she was dishonest about a whole lot of stuff. And I actually really did pull a background check on her because I wanted to know if I was in a room with a serial killer or, um, you know, any other bad thing like that. And although I didn't find that, I did find that she had lied about a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in her life. And, um... I immediately was like, well, fuck you, you know, because that's how I am. And I don't want her around me and I don't want her around me now. So I don't care that she's packed up with this other hag who, you know, was I had already turned. I think I talked about this bitch before about I don't know, how she lies in the meetings and all that. So like the fact that they packed up against me, I wasn't really surprised about that. But I just I, I you know, and now I'm waiting to come back into the house and hear them talking about what happened in the meeting, which I could give a shit because if anybody wants to ask me, I will tell them flat out everything. I'm an open book. You all know that. I'm a way open book. You know, I'm transparent, which is good, you know. However, just because I'm transparent doesn't mean that I need them um, elaborating or um, lying about stories that I... Well, not stories, about my life. But, you know, that's what it is. So my mental health... I think I'm still a little angry. That kind of came towards the end of it because I was bored out of my flipping skull. You know, I'm not going to watch Lifetime movies or, you know, bullshit Hallmark movies, even though, you know, Christmas, whatever. That's not me. I'm not going to sit there and watch sappy fucking movies and be like, oh, I wish this was my life because it's never going to be my life because I can't even stand to watch the movies about it because they bore the fuck out of me. You know, now give me stories about snarky bitches with bipolar disorder who can't stand being in a quarantine with lying shitheads. That's my kind of movie. That's not what we were watching. All I wanted to watch the whole time was Napoleon Dynamite. I paid for the Prime, everything, and then I got negated. So at that point, I was just kind of like, if we're going to play it this way, fine. And I went into myself. So I was in isolation, in isolation, in quarantine, right? Which makes sense, right? Because you all know me, and it's like, that sounds like Dawn. That totally sounds like Dawn. Why would I want to participate with a bunch of people that I don't even want to I wouldn't associate with them now on the outside if I didn't have to live in the same house with them. And thank God I got changed to a different room, though, you know, different room, different problems. But nonetheless, it's still a lot better than being back with people who I have absolute animosity and resentment towards right now and um, would probably say something that would, I don't know about necessarily get me in trouble, but you know, it's, it's, it's better to let sleeping dogs lie, you know what I mean? And it's like, this water under this bridge is, like, mud and shit, and I don't want nothing to do with it anymore, so let's just, let's keep the water under the bridge, and let's just move on, which is what I'm doing. Um, so today, uh, 
I, I mentioned to you guys the whole God thing that I'm going through here and the whole new realization about God and surrender. And um, I'm not going to say he's going to heal my bipolar because, you know, I, I'm i not quite there yet and I'm still not sure that that's medically sound. Uh, but I did actually formally let them know that I want to do the discipleship program through this program that we have. Uh, so I'm going to be in Flagstaff for... I think like at least 14 more months, right? So I'm kind of setting up camp here in Flagstaff and trying to set permanent roots and um, trying to stabilize this kind of up and down jumpy life I've had for the past, oh, I don't know, 12 years since I moved to Arizona. Um, And I think it's a better situation than Lakeside because for some reason this place is just much more less uh, one degree of separation, and if you have never lived in a place where everybody's connected to everybody is connected to everybody else, and you come in as the outsider, then it's very hard to explain how one degree of separation can screw your life up. But it did on that mountain because I made mistakes when I first got there and didn't know and didn't understand um, the different. It's gonna sound weird, but like the different culture, even though it was the United States, and that had to do with religion which I'm not even going to broach on right now because I I'm, I, don't want to offend anybody. And I actually forayed a tiny bit into the religion of the White Mountains. And needless to say, it's not my style. Um, but I'm not going to downgrade it because the people that practice that religion are really wholehearted and pretty good people. I just couldn't jive with their religion, just like I don't like football. You know, I can respect you, you can love football, but please don't make me sit down and watch a game with you on Sunday because I'm going to be bored out of my fucking skull and not want to watch it, very honestly. Uh, so, I, yeah, so in that in that kind of like during the whole COVID thing, the discipleship thing, I wavered on that up and down because I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to think. And uh, I was thinking, why do I want to be saddled here? Why do I, why am I, why am I even considering this? Why would I want to learn more about religion and God and possibly take it, you know, steps further and take it um, to like, not just to like you guys, but not like you guys. Because the last thing I want to do is, is preach to y'all because we all have our own stuff and that's not my deal. I'm just trying to tell you where I'm going um, but I'm I'm basically still going to be Dawn, you know. I just might be Dawn with a little bit more understanding of the Bible, which may or may not be good. All right, I'm still undecided about that. Um, I'm not sure that learning more about it isn't going to make me question stuff more, because that's how I roll, you know. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot because why not, right? Um, maybe I'll gain. There's no maybe about it. I'll gain something out of it one way or the other. You know, and the whole public speaking thing, and I'm still booking to do a uh, booking. I'd love to book a TED talk. I'm still, I'm still on that that goal path to do a TED talk or TEDx, excuse me, or TEDx talk. And where I'm at now, there are actually colleges that do TEDx, so that is actually becoming more and more of a reality. Now I could do a TEDx talk on um, religion and bipolar you know, right up my alley. So the more I know about the religion part of it and how, well, you know, I've kind of talked about this before too, about how like the religion and the bipolar and like the delusion and the psychosis kind of get a little bit screwed up sometimes and very, very confused. And I think I could do quite the talk about that 
and um you know the more I can learn about it and and you know and I haven't I haven't actually delved into it yet to see like how many people in the Bible very possibly could have suffered from a mental illness or some kind of um you know some kind of um well, mental illness, you know, there we go, flat out, you know, that they covered, they, I don't say covered up, but that they described in a different way other than how we would describe it medically and scientifically today. So I'm thinking, in, well, there's an angle there, right? And it's not like an agenda angle, but it's like an angle there that I don't think anybody else, or if they have, they haven't made it very well known. Oh, I just discovered where the mall is. Okay, so I'm looking up, sorry, or a squirrel. Um... <laughs> So anyway, oh my God, I'm sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. And my mental health is very stable right now. I'm feeling good. I'm going to do this walk and it's going to make me very tired, but it's going to make me feel better to drop some of this extra weight that I put on, which, you know, even five pounds is five pounds and with five pounds of butter and think about it around your ass and your waist and you're going to be like, oh, wow, why would I want five pounds of butter on my butt? So, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sorry guys, okay, anyway, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> let me, um, oh my god, let me, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, South Africa, Kenya, Estonia, my Mongols, Mwah, I love you guys, and Tajikistan, you guys are holding it down for me, and, um, I love all my posse, you know that. I love all my posse, but I got to give a shout out to the top riders this week, and that is you guys. And I appreciate you, and I love you, and I can't even tell you how humbled I am to be touching your countries with my voice and my craziness. But I hope my message is getting through to you all, and um, through all cultural barriers and everything, um, I am beyond humbled that you choose to listen to me. <laughs> See, now I'm going to get all weepy, right? <laughs> so, um, weepy in a good way, but nonetheless weepy. So, um, I think that's all I got to say to you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm off the quarantine. I'm glad I made it through without any extenuating health circumstances that I'm aware of yet. And I don't think I did. Um, I'm almost done with my test medication, which I think actually worked for me. I think I actually got the medication and not the placebo. And if I got the placebo, then it shows the power of the mind to heal. So either way, I win. Um, and I don't know. If there's anything else, I'll do another show of <laughs> warning. So um, I love you guys. I love all y'all, okay? And uh, this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Dance with Bipolar. And hey, let's all stay alive, okay? Later. Hi, this is Dawn Shireen of Dancing with Bipolar. As we all know, COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease, however. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, including your mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay home and away from other sick people, except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. That's cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you.